First Chronicles chapter number 22. And this certifies that Joanne and Steve Gatrell were both baptized in the name of Jesus Christ last Sunday night. that awesome? Oh, why don't we give the Lord praise this morning? He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, let's praise his name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. We have, we have uh, a nursing home ministry that, uh, that we've restarted, and if you'd like to be a part of that, you can see Brother Daniel Riley. We have bought a lot of Bibles. A lot of the folks that were in the uh, nursing home didn't have Bibles they could see. And so we bought some large print Bibles, and we gave those away. And what we had left over, we gave to prisoners at our rally. Our church did a rally in the Holly Springs prison on Wednesday night. Had 100, how many we have there? 164 in that rally. Had some get baptized with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so we gave, we gave the rest of the Bibles we had on hand away uh, to the prisoners. We ordered two cases. They're about $12 each for the large print. And if you want to be a part of that, you can just turn in a check or some cash and mark it for Bibles. Put it in the offering at your discretion. And uh, I know, that, uh, I know that, that it would be greatly appreciated. Also, if, I don't know if you caught the morning show. If you've been listening to the morning show, Sunday mornings, uh, 8 o'clock, they're doing a morning show. While you're getting ready for church, you can listen and find out a lot about what's going on and uh, be blessed. Man, this morning's was awesome. It, uh, it was a little bit late because we had some technical difficulties, but when it came on, man, it was great. And uh, you can go back and watch that. Brother Sergio and Brother Craig are doing a great job with that. And uh, you will be blessed. There's a lot of the discussion this morning was about growing and uh, spiritual growth, and I know it'll be a blessing to you. First Chronicles chapter number 22. First Chronicles chapter number 22 and verse 11 through verse 14. Amen. I got my tickets. Praise the Lord. It just says I got them. You know what I'm going to do? Because my whole family's in it. And so I'm going to give those away and invite somebody to come. Brother Wilson, we had somebody in our church buy 30 tickets to give away as an outreach. Isn't that awesome? Amen. And so you can be a part of uh, planting seed by now. First Chronicles 22 and 11. If you found it, say Amen. Now, my son, the Lord be with thee and prosper thou and build the house of the like God as he hath said of thee. Only the Lord give thee wisdom and understanding and give thee charge concerning Israel that thou mayest keep the law of the Lord thy God. Then shalt thou prosper if thou takest heed to fulfill the statutes and judgments which the Lord charged Moses with concerning Israel, be strong and of a good courage, dread not, nor be dismayed. Now, behold, in my trouble, I have prepared for the house of the Lord 
in my trouble, I have prepared for the house of the Lord hundred talents of gold and a thousand thousand talents of silver and of brass and iron without weight for it's an abundance. He said, I got so much of that stuff, I didn't even bother to weigh it. I had so much. Timber and also stone have I prepared and thou mayest add thereto. Now, behold, in my trouble, I have prepared for the house of the Lord. I want to preach for a while this morning on this thought. How I got my gold. How I got my gold. Lord, I pray that you would anoint me and help me, God, to preach your word. Lord, I pray, God, that not by power and not by might, but by your spirit, Lord. God, for your anointing to destroy yokes in this place. Lord, for a demonstration of your spirit. God, for a move of the Holy Ghost. God, I pray that you'd have your way here. Can you lift your voice and help me pray? God, you know every need and every life and every circumstance. You know every situation, every heart, every trial. God, you know the way that we take and you know what we need in this place. The burdens that we carry, the troubles that we face. God, I need your anointing. I need you to help me preach, Lord. I need you to speak your word into this place, God. Not by power or might, but by your spirit, Lord. God, I pray for the anointing of the Holy Ghost to move in this house. God, accomplish your plan and purpose in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. Now lift your voice with that hand clap and let's worship the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. The Bible details the list of wars of David. It's somewhat difficult to understand really all the battles that David fought as the king of Israel. He had multiple wars with the Philistines. There were times in the Bible when the Bible just said, and there was yet war again. Just another fight. Just another battle. David had multiple fights with the Philistines. He had battles against the Moabites. Then it was the Amorites. And then he fought the Syrians of Zobah. And then it was the Syrians of Bethrehob. And then he fought the king of Makkah, and then he made war against the men of Tob. Then he fought the Syrians of Damascus this time, and then it was Tor, the king of Hamath. Then he fought the Edomites who allied themselves with their enemies. And then he fought with the Amalekites and their allies. And then it was the Ammonites. And I also had a civil war where he fought against an uprising instigated by his son, Absalom. They, these were only the major battles, not counting some of the smaller skirmishes. 
somewhere in the neighborhood of 18 to 20 wars in 40 years of being king. We often think of David, the worshiper, bringing the ark home and dancing in the presence of the Lord. And we think of David, the king, ruling from his throne. We think of David, the writer of the Psalms and the singer. The Bible called him the sweet psalmist of Israel. But David's entire life, from the time he stepped into the sheepfold to defend his father's flock until his elderly years, David's life was a series of battles and wars against enemies of his and enemies of God. These some major wars, 18 to 20 major wars of David, David, because of the constant threat from their enemies, kept a standing army consisting of 12 divisions, each one representing a tribe of Israel, each division numbering 24,000 men, making David's army, you have to understand, this is 3,000 years ago. David's army, standing army of 288,000 soldiers. Quite an army for such a small nation. In peacetime, each division would be called up once a year to serve for a month, making sure that they were secure. But David knew that the only way to really get peace he was going to have to overcome his neighbors. The Bible said in 1 Chronicles 22 and 14, Now behold, in my trouble, I have prepared for the house of the Lord a hundred thousand talents of gold and a thousand thousand talents of silver. It was from the wars of David that he was able to amass this incredible wealth to build the temple, to, pro to provide the supplies for Solomon to build the house of God. David said, it was in my trouble. The Hebrew word for trouble here means depression, misery, affliction. It was in my depression it was in my misery, it was in my affliction that I prepared for a house of the Lord. I thought I was just fighting wars. I thought I was just going through discouragement and depression. I thought I was just being made miserable by my enemies and afflicted by the devil. But while I was struggling the whole time, I was building a house for God. Amen. David wasn't only winning wars, but when he won, he was gaining from each victory. He said, I got a hundred thousand talents of gold and a million talents of silver. A talent of gold weighs about 110 pounds. David said he had a hundred 
thousand talents of gold. That means he had 11 million pounds of gold. 16 ounces to a pound. 176 million ounces of gold. The price of gold yesterday morning, $1,807 per ounce. David said, in my depression, when I was weak and weary and struggling, somehow I was able to get $318 billion worth of gold to build a house for God. Hallelujah. Not only that, but at the price of silver, as it was yesterday, over $39 billion worth of silver. God help me. Woo, hallelujah. Somewhere around $350 billion worth of gold and silver that I got when I was in my depression, in my misery, in my trouble, in my affliction. While I thought the devil was just beating me up all the time, what I didn't realize, that in the middle of all that, that God was making a way. Oh, thank God. Hallelujah. I've been working on some of these sermons now for weeks, and I was shocked at how short my notes were. It makes me nervous. He said, I, not only did I get all that gold and silver, he said, but, but I got brass and iron, and I didn't even bother to weigh it because there was so much of it, it's not even worth the time to weigh because I got so much of it, I don't know, even know where to start. And not only that, but I got timber and stone. I got everything I needed for a house from God. And I didn't get it when I was on my mountaintop. I didn't get it when everything was perfect. I didn't get it when my enemies all sat down and laid around. But I got it in the middle of my trouble. When I was, when I was in my depression. When I was in my misery. When I was in my affliction. I, all through that time, I didn't realize that God was giving me it. I gained, I gained this gold in my depression when I didn't feel like anybody cared and I didn't feel like I could lift myself up when I didn't want to get out of bed but I did what I did just because I knew I had to and I didn't want to raise my hands because I was so broken but I just knew I had to what I didn't know is that's how I got my gold I didn't get it when I chopped Goliath's head off I got it when the enemy was raging You want to know how I got my gold? You want to know how I got my gold? I got it when I was broken and hurting and wounded. And I thought I was not making any progress at all. And I thought I wasn't getting anywhere. When I thought the devil was winning and I was just going through the motions, what I didn't realize is behind the scenes the whole time that God was just adding gold and silver for my future. He was just letting me stockpile. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus. I'm wore out already. I only, I've only been preaching 12 minutes, 18.3 seconds. Let me cut to the chase because I'm running out of oxygen. The New Testament makes the spiritual comparison to David's Old Testament pattern. David said it was in my misery, in my affliction, 
that I got my gold and silver for the house of God. Here's what Paul told the church at Corinth in the middle of a Greek society that was anti-Christianity, anti against the worship of God, surrounded by people that worshiped idols and afflicted them. Here's what Paul told the church in the middle of Corinth that are dealing with all of this idolatry and persecution. Paul says, our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, while I'm not going to look at my enemies that are beating me up all the time, I'm not going to look at the things that are bringing me down and discouraging me. I'm not going to look at the things in this world that make me feel like I've got no hope. While I'm in my trouble, I'm not going to look at the things which are seen, but I'm going to look at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. They're temporary. They're just for a little while. Your depression is just a little while. Your affliction is just a little while. Your misery is just a little while. But if you hold on, the things which are not seen are eternal. you're preaching when you preach so hard your nose starts to run that's the end of chapter 4 but chapter 5 starts this way the very next verse for we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved we have a building of God a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens he said what you're building is a house what you're building is a house. When you go through your struggles, you're building a house. You want to know how I got my gold? I got my gold when people were talking about me and running me down and talking about how no good I was. But the whole time, what God, what God was doing was saying, I'm giving you a little something to lay up a treasure. You're building a house of God. I'm trying to help somebody that feels frustrated and defeated. Hallelujah. Somebody that feels like you're never going to shake out of your discouragement and your depression. What I'm trying to tell you is one of these days you'll be walking in heaven on the other side of a trumpet sound. And you're going to look back at this season in your life. And you're going to say, that's how I got my gold. When I made it through that, the whole time that the enemy was trying to destroy me, what God was doing is he was building something up in me. Woo, hallelujah. Jeremiah said, we looked for peace, but no good came. I know nobody, ever, never, nobody here ever felt that way. I was, telling, I was telling Brother Austin the other day, of a season in my ministry when I, I didn't want revival. I mean, I, I did, but that wasn't what was primary on my mind. I, didn't, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't hoping to baptize 100 people again. We baptized over 100 people three years in a row, thank God. I'm looking for next year to be even better. 
But there was a time in my ministry I wasn't longing for that. I told, well, I don't remember what day it was we were talking, but I, Tuesday. But I, but I told Brother Austin, I said, there was a moment when all I wanted was peace. I didn't want anything else. Just give me some peace. And I, I don't have to shout. I don't have to talk in tongues. I don't baptize anybody. I don't have to have revival. Just give me a night where I can lay my head down and not have to worry about something. We looked for peace, but no good came. I looked for a time of health, and behold, trouble. Man, if I had been Jeremiah, and I had been studying David, as soon as the Holy Ghost inspired me to write the word trouble, I'd have started shouting right there. Because I would have known that that was my down payment for my gold that was coming my way. I'm, I'm cutting to the chase here. My, my wife and I sat down with a lady this week who is dealing with some difficulties in, in her life. And uh, she, sat, she sat in my office and uh, with my wife and I one morning this week. And, uh, and she sat there and she was quoting scriptures. And she was talking about how she was, how she was praying and her prayer life. And she was talking about how she was teaching others who are coming out of addiction. And she's helping them because she'd been delivered from addiction. And she was talking about how much of the Bible she was reading and all this stuff. And getting up early in the morning for Bible studies and, and, uh, and, and all this stuff. And she's going through all this. And, and she, ended, she ended her side of the conversation by saying, I feel so defeated. And I sat there and I looked at her. And usually when I'm, when I'm in my office talking to somebody, in my mind I'm praying, God, you got to tell me what to say, what to say here. And I looked at this lady, and I said, when we met with you two years ago, you were dealing with depression, you were bound by addiction, she was trying to break free from a sinful lifestyle, she had just been rescued from living off the streets in Memphis. Two years ago, when she sat in my office, she wouldn't even look me in the eye when I was talking to her, when she was talking. She was so defeated and so overcome, she couldn't even lift up her head. And now two years later, here she is. And so I reminded her. I said, two years ago, you were bound by drugs. And two years ago, you were coming off the streets. And two years ago, you couldn't even look me in the eye when you talked. And you told me that you feel defeated. But what I see is somebody that for two years has overcome trouble after trouble after trouble. So, so I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not exactly Mr. Sometimes I'm, some, I think I'm fairly easygoing, but sometimes I'm not Mr. Cuddly. Sometimes I just say what I think. And so what I told her, I said, what you need is a new mindset. You're looking at your troubles, and you're not seeing how far you've come. You're not seeing all the stuff you've already overcome and come through. You're here worrying about the stuff you're dealing with now, but you haven't even paid attention to where you were two years ago. Some of us don't need deliverance. We need a new mindset. We need to see how far God has come. Instead of us crying every time somebody does something or says something, we need to pick ourselves up and say, look what the Lord has done. That's how I got my gold. You got to understand, I didn't get it by laying down and taking it. I got my gold through my struggles. Ooh, hallelujah. First Chronicles 20 and 2. I just did some sermon surgery. I skipped a couple of verses. Here, listen, this is David. This is one of David's last battles. 
one of his last wars was, it might have been his last war, was against the Ammonites. First Chronicles 20 and 2, and David took the crown of their king from off his head and found it to weigh a talent of gold, about 100 pounds of gold. He said, he found it to weigh a talent of gold and there were precious stones on it. And it was set on David's head. Hallelujah. The enemy that tried to destroy David, they take the crown, a hundred pound crown off his head, and he puts it, they put it on David's head. Because when your enemy tries to destroy you, you get his gold. Hallelujah. Let me rewind that and let me say it again. When your enemy tries to destroy you, you get his gold. Let me rewind and let me say that to somebody else that feels like your enemy is coming against you and there's not a thing you can do about it. When it's all over, you get his gold. Someday... We're going to be on the other side of heaven. And when we get up there, we're going to have the benefit of hindsight. And when I look back at all the stuff I've gone through in my life and all the times the enemy tried to overcome me and all the things that came my way to stop me, I'm going to stop and I'm going to, I'm going to raise my hands. And I'm going to say, God, that's how I got my gold. I got it through my struggles. I've come to encourage somebody. I've come to encourage somebody that's going through a trial. You may feel like you can't make it, but I'm just telling you, all you're doing, all you're doing is get a little bit more gold. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Marshall, you knew I was going to preach to you today, didn't you? He said, yeah, 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 is young guy talk for yes, sir. How long were you away from God? Man, there's a video of him out there goofing off with a friend where they're taking turns smacking each other in the face. It is one of the most glorious videos I've ever seen in my life. But you've got to watch it with the volume down because his friend jacks his jaw and he goes wobbly and it is amazing. Sorry. I shouldn't have thought of that while I was under the anointing, but maybe it was God. But while he's out there and he's away from God and the enemy's running his life through the grinder and the enemy's trying his best to destroy him, what that enemy didn't know is that a few months after that, that same young man that was out partying and drinking and doing drugs and doing all that stuff, that young man was going to find his way to Bethlehem Church. Come with me. And he was going to be sitting somewhere right around here. He was on one of these aisles. And he was, he was, he, get over please. He was somewhere right around here. And I think it was just a Wednesday night. Backslidden Pentecostals know Wednesday night is the safe night. If you want to go to church to get it off your conscience, but you don't want much to happen, come on a Wednesday night. That's what, that's what, that's what backslidden Pentecostals think. But what he didn't know 
was that God was going to meet him between the aisles, one of the, between these pews on one of those nights. And that devil that had taken and, and run his life through the ringer, that devil was going to be forced to give him back his gold. And that young man that had been run through the ringer became a young minister in the church and became a worshiper. I'm going to tell you what you got to remember is that's how you get your gold. Come here, David. Come here. Amen. Me and David were, were, were buddies when we were young. We dated twin sisters. The one I dated was prettier than the one he dated. It's just true. I'm not. It's just true. But uh, they, they, she said they're identical, but they, they really weren't. Yeah. But, uh, but, but, but I got away. And so those nights that you slept under a bridge in Pensacola, homeless, a backslidden Pentecostal boy, a preacher's son, a mom and dad who had traveled the world preaching the gospel, and their sons living under a bridge, addicted, broken, away from God. That devil trying to destroy his mind and his spirit and his heart. That devil trying to never let him come out from under that bridge because the devil knew that if he ever came out from under that bridge, that hell had a price to pay. Amen. Sister Carson came to me. She came to me at a general conference after Brother Carpenter preached. And she said, John, I need you to help me pray for David. I need somebody to help me pray. And so I got him on my, my phone's up there. You trust me. I showed you before. Nine o'clock every morning, I got a list of people I pray for. And, and David was on that list. And a few weeks later, David found his way to an altar and prayed through and got his life right with God. He told me, don't take me off your list. So he's still on my list. But that devil, that devil that had you under that bridge, that had you bound, that had you broken, that had you out of your mind, that had you so messed up, that devil had to give you your gold back. What I'm, what I'm preaching about today is don't let your troubles make you think that there's no hope and no future. There is hope and there is a future. That's how you get your gold. I've come to tell somebody struggling today. You knew I was coming for you. As soon as he saw me glance at him, I saw that look in his eye. My turn. Gr grown up here. Grown up here. You're not going to find a nicer man Anywhere in this world than this guy right here. He, will, he is the, one of the friendliest people now. <laughs> Raised up here. Got away from God. Came back. Did good for a time. Went back out. And the devil, yeah, he, he went like this. I didn't do it. He did. Ringing him out taking everything he had, trying his best to destroy him. But when you take, but when you overcome the enemy that's trying to destroy you, 
you get his gold. David said, it was in my trouble. It was in my misery. It was in my depression. I ain't got enough gold. I ain't got enough silver to represent everybody in this place that's fought the devil for year after year, and here you are in the house of God. That's how you get your gold, my friend. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't stop. God's got victory for you. Come here, guys. Come here, guys. Come here, Steve. You get in on this a little bit. Amen. Went to Brother Carson's church as a boy in, in North Vernon, Indiana. Before he went to New Mexico and Indiana and evangelized and, and finally came home. Away for a long time. That old devil. Yeah, he said it. Beat me up. Beat him up. But he got baptized one week ago today. You get his gold. Not only do you get it, your wife gets it too. Brian, how long were you out? Too long. But now he stands up there and sings, and it's like an angel sitting on the platform singing to us. Devin, sleeping in your car as a high school senior, but here you are. Terrence, thought you had no hope, but look at that smile. All I'm doing is a little preaching here. Craig, away 20 years or so, but now hosting a morning show and teaching Bible studies. All I'm saying is when you come back, you get his gold. I wish somebody would praise God right now. If I was going through a trial, if I was dealing with depression, if I was dealing with misery, if I was in my affliction, I'd just start shouting because that means my gold is on its way. I'm about to get my gold. My God, somebody ought, somebody ought to just say praise the Lord or something. If you're in your affliction, if you're in your trouble, you ought to start praising God because that's how you get your gold. I'm just trying to get my breath back. But I know this much, devil, you can't keep my gold. Goodness gracious. Woo. Hallelujah. Kevin, your wife, you knew as soon as I looked at you, you started, you knew I was coming to get you. His wife sat on the second seat while he was away from God, left his seat empty because she said he's coming back. And I think it was a Wednesday night for you too. That works some places. That don't work here because he come all the way down. And then he was in the jail ministering to people on Thursday night. What I'm talking about is it doesn't matter to me how long somebody's been away. 
how broken you think you are, how no good you think you are. You're just, all you are is somebody that's about to get your gold back. dropped his head. He, he, as soon as I looked at him, he went. See, people do that, but they want their testimony known. Don't you? I went to his grandmother's funeral, Brother Kevin, in St. Louis. My, Brother Michael had started coming to church. He was struggling with some stuff. Am I, am I all right telling Am I telling the truth? He was struggling with some stuff and just, you know, trying to get through what the devil had done to him. Hey, hey, jump up there and grab me one of them gold bars. Michael's going to get him a gold bar today. His, his grandmother died, and he was at a point in his walk with God that I was afraid it was going to throw him off. And so I made it a point to go to St. Louis to go to his grandmother's funeral. And, uh, and when I, 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 now, don't take this personal, but I'm always on time for stuff. I was the only person on time for that funeral. I'm sitting out there in my car. It's hot. And I'm running that, and I'm sitting there, and finally I see somebody come in, and so I go in. And, uh, and, and it was during the COVID, so I had to put a mask on. They made me stare at this screen, and it took my temperature. They said, you're a little bit hot. I said, I've been sitting out in that parking lot for an hour waiting on you people. And so I got over on the side, and I waited a few minutes. I cooled off, and I got in. And I sat there, and I started watching people come in. And there was this sweet, one of the sweetest ladies. And she comes in, and, and, and she's got a name tag on, and she's, she's got her hair up in a bun, and she's, she's probably like 75 or so. And, uh, and I look at her, and I say, I know that look. And so I asked her, I said, I said, uh, I said, who are you? She said, and she told me she, she, where she goes to church. And she said, I was one of, I, I was one of, and, and what was your grandmother's name? Marie. Marie. She's one of Marie's best friends. She said, when Marie would pray, she said, heaven stopped and listened to that woman. She was up, Marie, his grandmother was over the prayer ministry. I said, well, what kind of church was it? She said, she said, sweetheart, we are an apostolic church. Hallelujah. His mother was over the prayer ministry. His grandmother was over the prayer ministry in an apostolic church in St. Louis. And she's praying and praying and praying for her grandson, Michael, to find God. And she prays and prays and prays until Michael finds this church, gets baptized in Jesus' name, gets filled with the Holy Ghost. Then she says, my work on the earth is done. But all that time that Michael was out there and the devil beating him up, his grandmother's praying, his grandmother's praying, his grandmother's praying. And one day Michael comes down to Bethlehem and gets baptized and gets the Holy Ghost and had the devil has to give him his gold back. Do you understand what I'm preaching today? My light affliction is only temporary. What I'm going through is only a little bit. It's only a little while. It's only a little while. God's hand is on you. You're going to get your gold. You're going to get your gold back. 
I've come to prophesy to somebody that you feel like it's been nothing but depression and affliction and misery. That is the key word in my trouble. I got my goal. Everybody stand with me and let's worship the Lord. encourage the discouraged I've come to lift up the press down I've come to speak hope to the hopeless that's how you get your gold hallelujah go ahead Ashley I was getting ready to come for you anyway how I get my gold. What I want you guys up here to not do and the ones out there that, that could be and maybe should be up here, I don't want you looking back at all those years and beating yourself up. And going and just beating yourself down over all that time. What I want you to do is rejoice because you got your gold back. And I want you to go forward and be the devil's worst nightmare. I want you to be hell's worst nightmare. Because if you can do it, they can do it. If you can overcome it, they can overcome it. If you can get victory, they can get victory. If you can be an overcomer, they can be an overcomer. If you can come out of depression, they can come out of depression. If you can come out of affliction and misery, they can come out. Somebody ought to praise God. We got a victorious church and a victorious God. Look, we don't have time for everybody to testify, but does anybody want to just go ahead and stand with these and say that my story's similar? I got some of the same stuff. Anybody? Come on, you can just step on out. It's okay. We're not going to take forever with it. I've already preached a lot longer than I thought I would. Keep, come, that's right. Come on, sweetheart. Come on. That's right. This is your testimony. This is your testimony that the devil thought that he had me. He thought it was over. He thought he had taken everything he could. I was in my affliction. Come on, don't be shy. Come on. Don't be shy. Come on. This is your story. This is your testimony. Away from God, now leading our, our, our children in Bible quizzing. Over and over. Come on, keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. And I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited. Amen. God kept you through all that. Your, your sweet mother. Oh, man. There was nobody like her. Woo, she loved God and she loved you. And you know what? She'd be praising God right now to see you standing up here. Hey, I'm telling you, there's gold coming back. Woo. Ah. My Lord, look at this. We got, he said we got half the congregation. What he don't know is the other half out here should be up here, some of them. 
to be here together in the presence of the Lord. Woo, hallelujah. Amen. Victory after victory. You think I'm hanging my head because the devil's doing a little this or a little that? All I got to do is look around. Hallelujah. All I got to do is look around and look what the Lord has done. This is how I get my goal. Hallelujah. That's right. Somebody ought to get a little shout in their feet. This, hey, I'm an overcomer. isn't it? Isn't it better being under the hand of God than under some, some bridge listening to cars drive over all night long? And here I am in the presence of God. I got my gold back. They took the crown off the head of the king of the Ammonites and they set it on David's head and said, this is what you get for all that trouble you went through. For all that stuff the devil put you through. For all that misery and affliction and depression and all that war and all that battle. This is what you get. You get your gold. That's how... If anybody's watching at home and you feel like you're too far gone, I'm telling you, you are not too far gone. You got a place here. You got a home here. You got... said I found something better than gold I, was, I, had, I had two of those gold bars in my hand and I was in my kitchen the other day and I was singing I found something better than gold it's worth riches and my wife said you're a dork I might be a dork but I got my gold Hallelujah. I'm not here because I had no trouble. I came here through my trouble. And I'm still here. And I'm still standing. And I still got victory. And I still got hope. And I still got joy. And I still got deliverance. Somebody going through a trouble ought to just be again waving your hand and saying, God, I'm not stopping. Thought I was dead. He thought I was dead. He thought I was dead. 
Have you got it today? Have you got it? You don't have it, you can have it today. Oh, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If that didn't light your fire, your wood's wet. Hallelujah. I'm glad we got it today. Thank God, thank God, thank God. All over this congregation, we can see people that's found the gold. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Thank God. My Lord, that's good preaching. It don't come better than that, does it? It come better than that. Brother Pat, my daddy used to tell me, he said it was like Buick. When Buick was, was uh, made, they'd say, if a better car is made, Buick will make it. He used to tell me if better preachers done, Steve's going to do it. But I found out that I can say that about pastor today. If better preaching is going to be preached, pastor's going to do it. Isn't that awesome? Amen, amen, amen. You don't have to have an evangelist to have revival. You don't have to have an evangelist to shout. You don't have to have an evangelist to baptize. We like it, and we love it, and we appreciate it. But we're in revival. We're still in revival. Come on, somebody. It's tongue talking weather here today. It's Holy Ghost getting weather here today. It's victory weather here today. It's deliverance. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Hallelujah. Don't you miss tonight. Get here early. Get to the prayer room. Let's see what's going to happen. And God's going to do some mighty things again tonight, isn't he? Bring your tithes to the storehouse if you haven't. Your offering. Give us unto the Lord. Be back at 6 o'clock for prayer time.